talking baseball. Klazuski, Campanella, talking baseball. The man and Bobby Feller. You know what, folks? We are talking baseball today. You're listening to the Home Run Porch on the Mighty 790 and 104.7 KFGL. Madison Quinn here alongside Will Thompson and Kevin Kennedy. The boys are all back in town, as they say. We are back. I am back. It was I, busy, busy for Kevin. He he made he hit the big city. I I went to New city. York and I went to Citibank Field. And how was that? Um. So, <laughs> couple things. Yeah. Uh, the my son got tickets for five bucks. I was like, wow, this is great. So we get there, forty dollars for parking. Oh my gosh. Yeah, forty. That was insane to me. But we we were in the parking lot around the stadium. I was like, oh, this is nice. We walk up. The game was had started, but not by much. It was in the beginning, of the top of the first. We get to the thing, and he goes, he looks at the ticket thing on his phone. He goes, oh, there's standing room. <laughs> That's like, why they're so cheap. Yeah, I was like, okay, that makes sense to me. But then we go in, and of course, now, since they're so terrible, it was half full. Mm. You know, they probably had 25,000 people there. So, and, and you know how at the, at, at the Twin Stadium, they always have people, they have the the 75-year-old guards at every step, yeah. you know, to keep it from ushers. The blue that, shirts. Yeah, right? the blue yeah. shirts. Yeah. And they, there was nobody. Nobody was stopping us doing anything. So we went up, and we sat, we sat on the third deck behind home plate. It's a, it's a gorgeous stadium. I was saying to Will earlier that the, the scoreboard is the biggest thing I've ever seen, but you said the one at Target Field is massive. Oh, they put in a new massive one. And so the, the three of us, if we're going to go to the Angels series next yeah. month uh, as, as the Home Run Porch crew, and uh, yeah. you're going to be amazed at so, how So big that, that one, is. though, is over left field, right? Yeah, yeah. So theirs is dead center. Okay. So you've got the batter's eye, you know, and they, they've got the apple that pops out when they hit home run, stuff like that. And it's above that. And and I all I could think was, like, if I was standing there at, at bat, I, you know, I would just glance up every because it would drive you crazy that that – it's massive. I mean, yeah. it looks like you can see stuff in great detail. And we were the farthest away you could be from it. So, but it was a, it's a great stadium. Design flaw. The one thing that's great, I think, about Twin Stadium is no matter where you are, when you're up walking around, you can see the game. Mm. Can't do that there. It's one of those old style ones where you kind of go down the tunnel to the mez and that stuff to get nachos and stuff, and so you can't see the game while you're while you're doing. That. I mean, they have TVs like most stadiums do, but. But I always think that's great about Twins. You know, you're standing in line. You're looking over your shoulder at the game. Yeah. yeah. It's going on. That, so. that is great. And speaking of the Twins, uh, we're sitting now at 63 and 59. Yes. First in the AL Central, up four and a half games currently on the Cleveland Guardians. And here we go, guys. I'm starting the countdown. We are 37 games away from a playoff clinch. Let's go. So that's My, 37, 37 games. wins from the Twins or losses from Cleveland. Yep. And, or any combination of the two put together. Does it feel so, to you like the Guardians have almost given up? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I was just going to say, 37 games is going to go quick. Only because we don't have to play the Detroit Tigers or the Kansas City Royals, well, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> we can't win against teams that are 10 times below 500. But yeah, no, apparently. Whatever. Yeah. We're on this roller coaster together, aren't we? And here's the thing. This team, if it had any consistency whatsoever, I think we would, um, you know, I would be more confident. But how we are right now, it feels as though, like, you can't – it just feels impossible for the Twins to string together five wins, which right now their biggest win streak is, like, four wins. It's five. So oh, it's five. It, it feels five, impossible yeah. to string so together still, six. Yeah, but, right. yeah. It's yeah. like, how are we uh, – you just need to get hot in October. Yeah, that's I think we. I think we have to. 
We have to we have to remember that. And uh, if you're going to text in, join the conversation three five two seven zero the KFGO Text Club, sponsored by Adventure RV. Text in and anyone want to hear anything about Buxton? We don't have anything really, <laughs> except for I did hear a report from Patrick Royce. Oh, and yeah? you can take that with a grain of salt if you want, um, because he's a interesting fellow to follow. He used to write for the Star Tribune, but he said that he has contacts inside the clubhouse that say there has been recently a plan in place for Byron to get back out in center field. Well, that now, makes that is, sense. Now, me. that is unconfirmed. That is what he's hearing in the clubhouse. But, I mean, you can't clog up the DH spot for Byron Buxton if he's going to go 0 for 4, let Julian hit there, you know. Uh, yeah. He's got to get out there. So, if there's some sort of plan, I don't even care if it's, you know, you can if he plays a game and then gets two games off, maybe. Like, we just need him back out there. I would agree. And yeah. that makes sense to me that they that they've taken this time now. They've put him on the IL cuz he's he's been banged up. His hamstring obviously hasn't been perfect for for a little bit and so give him the time off and then really get a solid plan going cuz this team's fine right now without Byron. We would love to have Byron back being the Byron Buxton we know and love, but currently we're doing pretty good. These rookies have been raking for us. Let the kids Imagine play. Michael A Taylor's like Think of him. He's a second-rate player, and this guy has played almost the entire season because of that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you'd expect another team to be like, well, I'll get to play once every week or maybe, and the guy's playing six times a week or five times a week. Well, and we see that that Joey Gallo started yesterday in center field. Yeah. Um, you know Why? If it was last year, you kind of understand, but he's lost a step now, and it's like, well, they just <laughs> didn't want Michael A. Taylor out there. And I apparently guess. Kepler doesn't want to play center field. That are, that's Don't understand yeah. that. Yeah. You Don't know what understand. though? Kepler has what? Is he played seven seasons? All uh, in this right. This is his ninth. Yeah. Ninth. Okay, nine years in right field, primarily. Yeah. I mean, I, you get to a point where you're like, man, this is my thing. And and you know what? As a manager, you'd kind of say, you know what? Why potentially take a guy that's solid in one position, put him in a thing he might not be as solid, and put another guy that maybe is not as. So then now you have two sort of hmm. mid range. I I would just, you know, it's the old punto theory. Put him at shortstop. Who cares if he never hits the ball? Shut up and let him play. <laughs> you know. So it was an exciting week uh, this past week, and uh, I think I'm gonna go first with my first clip. Yes. Um, here's my clip. This is from the August 15th game against the uh, Detroit Tigers, um, which we actually won that game. But before we get to the amazing way we won that game, I want to shout out Jorge Polanco for having a, a great day at second base, a position he deserves to be at. Looks like strike one. There's a hard hit one hopper to Polanco. He backs up, fields it on the grass, and a 380 spin and retires. Riley Green, that ball was hit hard. And there are two away in the eighth. There's Riley Green. First pitch rolled to the right side. Flagged by Polanco from his belly. Throws to first. He gets Riley Green. And a crackerjack play at second base by Jorge Polanco to seal a hit from Riley Green. Riley Green have a really unlucky night that yeah. night. Polanco <laughs> had his number, and but I'm I'm glad to see Jorge Polanco at second. We saw him at third the past week too. Not so good at third. He had a couple errors. Second base is his place. It and, is, and you know what? Let just let him let him be there. Let him be healthy. Let him hit. Uh, that's where he belongs. Agreed. And 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 if he can be healthy, I I think he's a big part of our lineup. Mm-hmm. Underrated. Uh, Underrated. And Madison, I think you tweeted earlier this week. Uh, who's Who's gotten more value out of five years, twenty-five million than the Twins with uh, Jorge Polanco? Was that you? I think that was. Oh, what? 
I think <laughs> tweet, he Sometime, tweets so much he doesn't sometimes remember. Sometimes I tweet so much you guys I have no idea. I don't what I'm tweet at all. But, he's, but you're right. It, whether or not that was you that said <laughs> that, that sentiment is right. Five years, 25 million, and Polanco's been a glue guy for a and number of years. He's a clutch years. hitter, man. Yeah, very he's clutch. So clutch. Yeah. All right, Will, yours. So later on in that game, uh, we uh, we saw something just absolutely incredible, and I haven't heard the radio call, but I, I don't think I need to preface it. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pitch it over. Here's two two, hit high in the air, right center field might have a chance. Get up, Walner has done it. Walner's first career grand slam, and the Twins lead five to two. Walner's so excited coming around third base. He's on the heels of Carlos Correa. And just now getting the home plate. Hometown kid with his first grand slam. Now, I I was having trouble trying to research this fact, but I believe it to be true because it was true up until a couple weeks ago. Uh, we didn't have a single hit with the bases loaded, no one out. I believe that was our first hit of the season with the bases loaded and nobody out. And it was, it was a grand slam really? by Matt Walner to give us the lead. Okay, I, That thing might still be flying up there somewhere. I oh, think it is. It yeah. was monster. Yeah. It, I was in the prod room doing stuff, and I heard it on the radio broadcast. So I came running back into the studio to look on the TV, and they, they replayed it 15 times, of course. <laughs> it's like, oh, my goodness. Okay, uh, call me ignorant on this one. Dan Glenn said, hometown kid. Where's he from? Forest Lake. I mean, that's hometown is in Minnesota. Yeah. It's, it's not hometown is in Joe Maurer. But right. it's, okay, but what about Forest Lake? He went Forest to Forest Lake? Lake High School? Yeah. 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 Okay, well, yeah. that's hometown. I'd call yeah. that hometown. Sure. Forest Lake's a suburb. It's a far suburb. But it's no, yeah, suburb. I mean, yeah. Kevin, I don't know. If you're born in Minnesota, you're a hometown player. If you're playing yeah. for the Twins, I feel like you can you can be called a hometown kid. Yeah. Well, Kevin has an authority on what is hometown for the Twin Cities. So it's, <laughs> yes, I'll, I'll I would add it. Forest Lake. It's pretty far out there. I've done stuff up there, but yeah, I would. I, would I think so that. for sure. <laughs> and what a what a moment for him too. Yeah. And as as he hit it, I, as I think he was rounding first. Carlos Correa t- actually turned down and said, "Slow down, <laughs> slow down," because he was he was kind of running really fast, and Correa was like just going around second. He's like, yeah, he almost like, caught up to him. Down, That's right, he almost. Down. Down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, can you imagine? Oh, I, you know, and I don't know if he has like, like Maurer's grandparents came to every game uh-huh. and his dad came to a lot of games. Um, I don't know if Walner has a similar situation with his family, but you know, when you're in front of, you, you know, you have friends there and there's people you got to see after every game because you're giving out tickets. Also, he's like got that. the Ken Giff- Griffey bat drop. He's not a bat flip guy. I like a drop. Bat drop. I do like a drop. A drop can be fun. Love yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. I always like Killebrew used to do like the little side chuck. Oh, yeah. You know, he'd hit the home run, he'd walk, and he'd just chuck it towards the first base dugout. See, yeah. people in older eras did stuff too. They did stuff too. <laughs> they they did didn't stuff. do the, yeah. Okay. Uh, mine, I'm going to go a little bit against the grain. We're going to talk a lot about this in the second segment when we talk about uh, when I give him my quiz question. Um, I'm a huge fan of uh, Miguel Cabrera. We Who talked about this a lot, and we'll talk more about him in the second segment, but he hit his. Final home run against the Twins. Uh, thankfully, they they still <laughs> lost, but he had his home final home run against Twins. And right away, I was like, okay, this guy just deserves all the accolades. So here's mine. This one hit well. Left field. Walner looking back. Walner looking up. And that ball is gone. A home run for Miguel Cabrera. His second of the year. 
his 16th here at Target Field. And Miguel Cabrera is going to have a chance to put that silver hockey stick to use in the Tigers' dugout. It's 2-0 Detroit. Wow. Pretty amazing hit, hit for him. I mean, guys had an amazing career. We'll talk about that in the second segment. Um, anything else you guys want to say about that yeah, game? You know, coming. Oh, I thought it was amazing. Uh, Will was the one person who, or you could hear him in the crowd cheering for Miguel Cabrera. Yeah. The so the the next game, yesterday's game, I, I went down to to see him play, and it was it's too bad that Griffin Jacks gave up a couple home runs because. Yeah. Yeah. All happens. right. Well, so coming up here, we got some awesome trivia from Kevin about Miguel Cabrera. And I have a brand new segment coming up right after this on the 9790 and 104.7 KFGO. Welcome back to the Home Run Porch. I'm Kevin Kennedy along with my partners, Will Thompson. And Madison Quinn, it's trivia time, baseball <laughs> trivia time. So if you've got, if you think you know the answer, this is a seven-part answer, so Whoa. I'll go with that. Um, but if you think you know the answer, please text in at 35270. You guys turn off the, the text club. I'll have it up here on my computer. It's okay. off. We're good. We're, We're good. good. Yep. Um, He's okay. looking at us like they're going to cheat somehow. No. Can <laughs> We're I, not. Let's try to share. I want to share first. I don't know about Will. My favorite Miguel Cabrera memory is when he took an intentional ball four walk into a single and turned it into an RBI. Yeah, it's probably got to be that That's my one. number one for him. That's a good one. That's yeah, a good yeah one. I forgot about that one. So we, 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 remember we were sitting there last... I played you the clip yesterday and yeah, you're yeah. like, what? Yeah, you and I were sitting there last and then I showed you the Albert Bell get hit by a pitch, refused to take first base play. Still want to... I got to find an Albert Bell question. Okay, here's the... Okay, let me ask... Let me preface this with a little sort of thing. Okay. Maybe not 100% true anymore, but there were three things that you could do as a player. You do any one of these three things, it was automatic Hall of Fame. What are they? Um, 500 home runs. 500 home runs. 3,000 3, hits. 3,000 hits. And three MVPs. I don't know. <laughs> oh. Uh, it used to be 300 wins. It was an automatic. 300 oh, okay. wins as a pitcher. It used sure. to be. A, that's probably never going to happen wins again. Wins don't where, matter anymore, Kevin. Yeah, well, don't you know well, that? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so here's the interesting thing that I found out. Okay. So there are seven players that have done this. What players have 3,000 hits and 500 home runs? Now, some of you are going to know right away, but some of them even I was surprised on. Wait, how many did you say there were? There's seven. There's seven. Okay. Okay, so the obvious first one is? Miguel Cabrera. Yeah. Miguel Cabrera. Okay, yes. so that's one. You guys talk amongst yourself. 3,000 hits. And, um, and uh, over 500 home runs. Okay, well. I would. My first gut instinct is Barry Bonds. Barry, right? Head over three. Barry, no, nope. he didn't have over nope. three thousand hits. He's not oh, on the wow. list. That surprised me too. He doesn't have three thousand hits. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yep. Well. Okay. Did Jim Tomey have three thousand hits? I don't think he did. No. no. Nope. I wouldn't go there. How many home runs did he? Have? He had over five hundred. He had over six hundred. Yeah. Six. He's top ten. Okay. Somebody on the text line said three thousand strikeouts used to be an automatic Hall of Fame. So make that for things. That's probably true. I mean, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah for, for, for pitchers. pitchers. Yeah, I was gonna I, say. I say, isn't only Reggie Jackson got three thousand strikeouts as a player? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sano probably in one season, but oh, anyway. Okay. okay. Now think of the obvious. Okay, so the big thing is you got. I always figure. Think of the five hundred 
plus home run people and work your way back from that. Is it Mark See, McGuire maybe? No, nope. he only had he only had 1500 hits. He didn't yeah. even have to. Really? Yeah, Mark McGuire yeah. side note. Mark McGuire is not a Hall of Famer on the numbers. We can talk about that another time, yeah. but on the numbers, he's just not a Hall of Famer. Interesting. Um, okay, A-Rod, I think, had yeah. 3,000 hits. A-Rod, yeah. 31, 15 hits, 696 home runs. Okay. All right, so we got two of them. Okay, two we got. Okay. There's some others that you should obviously know here. Um, well, Hank Text Aaron. into 35270 if you think you have a shot. Uh, and this person who just texted in got two of them. Yes, whoever just two. texted in. Two of them. Who did you just say? Uh, Hank Aaron would have had three thousand hits. Hank right? Aaron, thirty-seven seventy-one for hits, which is amazing. That's a lot of hits. And seven fifty-five wow. home runs. So you got three now over twenty-two years. What of our three again? I'm sorry. Uh, we. But you've got A. Rod, Miguel Cabrera, and Hank Aaron so far. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> did Pujols get to three thousand? I can't remember. I think he did. Yes, he did yes. last year. Uh, no, he a couple years ago. So he's got thirty three eighty four. He got last year he got to seven hundred home runs. That's what it was. So thirty three eighty four and seven hundred three for home runs. That's one of the best combos of all time. It, it really is. It really is. I mean, he's he's up there. I mean, he's going to be a first ballot guy. Should be also. unanimous. Yeah, should be. Unanimous. He's even a guy that I would argue could have DH for a couple more years. Well, yeah. After last year, yeah. he had a really yeah. good year last yeah, he year. Did. He could have. Whereas Cabrera's only got two home runs so far this year. Right. Pujols is just. I think he's just. You know, I think it's one of those things you start to lose the the, the, the grind. I got a guess. Okay. Adrian Beltre? Ooh. No. Oh. Interesting guess. Interesting. I don't think he's anywhere near. Th- well, maybe he's got three. Th- I don't know. Okay, you're missing. Okay, two of them I know you're not going to get. One of them, major, major all-time baseball player that you're missing. An obvious baseball player that you're missing. Think of all-time greats that you're missing. All-time great home run hitters. And no, Babe Ruth doesn't have 3,000 hits. I knew that one, actually. Yeah. I, I was making a point yeah. not to say Babe Ruth because I knew that one. I'll, I'll put it to you this way. For the longest time, he was third on all-time home runs. Third. Major, major player. But oh, I'm going to have to give you a hint. Lou Gehrig, was it? No, not Lou Gehrig. Right. I will give you a hint. Did he have more Center than- fielder. Oh, Mickey Mantle. Nope. No. Mickey doesn't have 3,000 hits. Jeez. Well, who's the... Um, Same era, though. Same year? Same era. Oh, same era. era. Okay, so think you're Joe DiMaggio then? Joe DiMaggio? No, Joe DiMaggio is a little bit before him. He, was, uh, he preceded Mickey Mantle. Okay, there's three New York teams yeah. in the 50s. Yeah. Who were their center fielders? Mickey Mantle in the 50s. Okay, who was, who was the uh, Dodgers center fielder? Duke Snyder? No. no. Who was the Giants center fielder? Uh, uh, oh, I, oh, sorry. I'm the godfather of the man we talked Basket about catch. earlier. Willie Mays. Willie Mays. There we go. How many 32, do we have? 32 93 hits, 660 home runs. Okay. And the father or godfather, godfather of Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. I'm going to give you the two other ones. Both of them surprised me. Okay. Okay. Eddie Murray. Really? Yes. Uh, 32 55 hits, 504, um, uh, 504 uh, home runs. This person put Murray, and he put, okay. <laughs> He spelled the name wrong. Somebody's cheating there, looking him up, I think. Um, and the other one, who will never be in the Hall of Fame, Raphael Palmero. Oh. Which really surprised me. Um, and I, I forgot how good a player he was. Steroids linked. Obviously. So that's yeah. probably yeah. why he won't make it. 569 home runs, 30, uh, 3,020 uh, hits. So Aaron Mays, obvious ones. Aaron Mays, Murray, Palmero. Pujols, Rodriguez, Cabrera. That's a pretty select club. I'd like to point out that Adrian Beltre had 3,166 hits. What's he got for home runs? 
looking at that. Probably up. in the 400s, if I were yeah, to guess. that would be a good 477, guess. Wow. so close. How many years did he play? Um, He's one see, of the guys that I kind of 1998 to 2018. So 21 then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I thought Eddie Murray had more stolen bases. I, I was looking it up because you say he's in the 500 and 3,000 club, and I was like, well, didn't he have like 300 stolen bases? He only had 110. I, yeah. I guess he thought he was more of a power speed guy. Okay. Hmm. Let's talk a little bit about Miguel Cabrera and this amazing career. 21 years, uh, played for the Marlins and the Tigers, obviously, mostly with the Tigers. Uh, hits uh, home runs right now. He stands at 509. He'll probably finish, I don't know, maybe 515. No. If he's lazily yeah, at yeah. 2 Hopefully 510. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hopefully 510. Hopefully it's yeah. one more. Yeah, that's probably true. RBI's 1867. That's pretty decent. Stolen bases? 32. Um, that's 28. A good, that's a pretty good guess. 40. Ooh. Caught stealing 21 times. I looked that up. I was <laughs> oh, like, no. he's a big boy. For people that don't know, he's that's 6'4", true. but he's 267. Now, I think yeah. he probably was... Maybe two ten when he started, but he's a big boy now. He's probably two thirty um, most of his career. Yeah, I mean, he's that's probably true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Batting average three hundred seven. Well, he'll probably st- he'll stay above three hundred, I think, for a career. But but tell me your little theory, your little hope there, Will. Yeah. So I mentioned that uh, I remember like it was yesterday, the day that Joe Maurer fell behind Miguel Cabrera in mm-hmm. career batting average. Uh, Miguel Cabrera was at two or three twenty at the moment, and, and uh, Maurer was at three nineteen. Then he fell below him, and he never got back above him. Mauer retired at 306, and McGee's yeah. at what, 307, you 307. said? 307. Yeah. I'm going to throw a party if Miguel Cabrera falls You know, behind. and here's the thing. Miguel Cabrera is a good, you know, I've, I've often said to you guys that I, I think Joe retired too early. Yeah. You know, yes, he wasn't going to be worth, what did he get, $23 million this last year. Yeah. But there are a lot of teams that would have taken for 10, even $5 million. He could have easily played five more years. Well, easily. there was reputable sources that said he was offered a contract post the All-Star break Bomba Squad year in 2019 to come mm, back. And we needed really? a left-handed better. So, I mean, I, it, his, his swing never left him. I mean, no. he, you know, I don't know. Uh, slugging 520 on base percentage, 383. So decent numbers there. Here's the thing that I think is fascinating. He is the last person to win the Triple Crown now. Triple count isn't what it used to be, but the triple crown is first in batting average home runs and RBIs. Okay? He won it in 2012. The previous person to win that was in 1967, Carl Yastrzemski, which is insane that that record held for that long. Yep. So he won the MVP twice, back-to-back years, 2012, 2013. Listen to this. 2012, batting average 330, home runs 44, RBIs 139. The next year... He bats 348. Mm-hmm. Leads the league. By the way, second, Kadire at 331, playing for Colorado at the time, and Maurer at third with 324. Hmm. Um, he doesn't win the home runs. He has 44. The winner was Chris Davis of Baltimore. We were oh. talking about him one day. Yeah. Um, he had 53. And then uh, he had 137 RBIs, and Chris Davis had 138. So he didn't lead in those two categories, huh. even though. Uh, he had a better year. Yeah, than he had a better before. year. Well, yeah. and and he shouldn't have won in 2012. Mike Trout should have won the MVP. I, I, will, I don't know. I when you win the Triple Crown, it's hard to argue <laughs> against that. It, it is. really is. I mean, Mike Trout's obviously a better fielder. Well, and she was yeah. close in all three categories as well. I think so. Yeah. I think so. And he had stolen bases. Yeah, but a, but the, that, that yeah. it's one of those things. You win the Triple Crown, especially since it's been what yeah is that, 40 years. No more. Yeah, 40 years. Mm-hmm. 45 years. That's a major major distance i think yeah um which anyway. is why he won it if, if he had just had just enough 
uh, batting average to not have it, he wouldn't have won it, is what I'm saying. Yes, so I, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. speaking of angels, though, and Triple Crown, this is my obligatory uh, reference to wh- how uh, Shohei Otani's doing in the Triple Crown mm-hmm. race. You're so uh, is currently fourth. I will allow that since I love Arias so much. <laughs> fourth in batting average, uh, first in home runs, third in RBIs. Simultaneously, he is eighth, fifth, and fifth in wins, ERA, and Ks, which is the pitching triple crown. Okay, I got to play one more thing before I go to the break. Two things, actually. Um, uh, one of the things I love about Miguel Cabrera and why I've really grown to like the guy as a player and stuff like that um, is there's a great highlight you can see where they were playing the Guardians in Cleveland, so they were in the Indians back then, and a kid is sitting along the first baseline and fields the ball um, with that, with his with the, his hat, and he starts taunting Miggy during the game. He he goes, he's like, yeah, that's how. It's, and the kid's like twelve. He's like, <laughs> yeah, that's how it's done. Yeah, you think you can do it? And Miggy keeps looking over him. He's laughing, and it's this really great moment. And I, I cut the I clipped it down, um, and you should be able to tell kind of what's going on first. So I'll play it for you. Which ties in for the league lead. This oh and two. That dude's fired up. Who's he going at? <laughs> talking to Miggy. Oh, is he? <laughs> that's the kid talking to. Me. <laughs> I got you, big fella. Look, look at him. Looking at Miggy. <laughs> He's posing. That's beautiful. Here's the ball hit to the kid. Oh, nicely done with the hat. <laughs> <laughs> look at young Indians fan talking trash to Miggy. And all Miggy could do is laugh. Miggy dishes out a lot of himself, too. Well, the young man has an incredulous look on his face for one reason. He is holding a bat and a pair of batting gloves from Miguel Cabrera and a couple of baseballs. Look at this. Miggy gave him another ball, batting gloves, and a bat. Oh, my goodness. For making that play. And look at the kid's face. He has a fan for life. He was stunned. And that's how you get kids more involved in baseball. He just kept saying over and over, that's amazing. Wow. Beautiful. (laughs) It's amazing. It's amazing. And that's, that's, you know, when you have players on other teams that you don't like, and, and you know you love to you know taunt them and stuff like that, and then they they had they show class like that, and he walked up and he handed him in his bat and stuff like that. It was it's kind of a cool moment. That was in it was like eight nine years ago when that happened, and I just I saw that and I go oh, okay, this is what one of the reasons I like this guy. So on that note, you are listening to the home run portion. We're going to take you out with one last thing before we go. I found that there's a song written about him after finding my George Brett pine tar thing. It's <laughs> become a thing that I do now. It's a, a, a Spanish singer. It's called Miggy El Bate, which means Miggy at the Bat. Um, I will preface it by saying it is a terrible song, so I won't play super long, but I will get through a little bit of it. Moss looks up and it's gone. Miguel Cabrera. Felices sus días y acompáñenos esta noche de show. It had such a promising start. <laughs> no, it, it's, ter- it's terrible all the way through. You're listening to the Mighty 790 KFGO. Miggy Abate. Miggy Abate. You're listening to the Home Run Porch on the Mighty 790 KFGO. I'm Will Thompson, along with Madison Quinn and Kevin Kennedy. We're going to debut a new segment here that Madison's got cooked up for us. What are we calling it? Uh, Remember this it, twin? I hope it's not Madison rapping. No, it's not. <laughs> I, would, I would spare you from that. He's going to do the whole We're gonna song. We're going to call this random Minnesota twin of the week, all right? So I okay. have procured some facts about this random Minnesota twin. 
I think I'm going to give you guys each three guesses. Whoever guesses it first wins. And you can text us into to the text club, the KFGO test text club at 35270, uh, sponsored by Adventure RV. And this is a random Minnesota twin um, who was, like it says, a Minnesota twin at one time in his career. Okay? So here we go. We're going to start. Are you both ready? Yes. As I'll ever be. Okay. The first clue. He was born in 1981 in Canada. Oh, hold on, hold on. What are the primers? Is he a current player? He's not a current player. I literally just said that. Oh, I wasn't listening. I said okay. anything. He was a twin, you know, at any okay, time so, in his so career you're, at some point. The criteria isn't that he did something this week. The criteria is no, just twin. Okay, was, that, that's he, right. Yeah. Okay. So he's, and just one clarifying question. He was a major league twin. Yes. Yeah, he wasn't just yep. in the minors. He, no, he played no. for okay. the Correct. twins. Correct. Jaime Garcia counts... But Adam Walker the second doesn't. Right. Yes. <laughs> so born in 1981 in Canada, he attended the University of Houston in college for baseball. Oh, uh, Knobloch. That's incorrect. That's one oh. guess gone for you. Um, oh, how many? How many guesses? In, do you get three take? guesses oh. each. So you'll have to, you know, be strategic with your. I mean, born in 81 from Canada. My oh, no. gut's just telling that, me that's Justin Morneau. <laughs> that is incorrect. That was stupid for me to guess. <laughs> so now Knobloch, because Knobloch played in Don't you guys want to hear a few more clues? Yes, like, oh, I thought we had to guess Let's after every clue. Oh. No, you oh. don't. Oh. Okay, okay. Okay. I'm going to ask you if you want to guess after. Okay, ready? Oh, okay. I see, I see. The next okay, clue. Okay, okay. He debuted as a pitcher on August 5th, 2004 against the Anaheim Angels. Okay. Yeah, well. Debuted as a pitcher. Maybe for the Twins, maybe not. 2004 against the Anaheim Angels. I have a guess, but I don't want to blow my right. guess. You, that's uh, let's up take, to you let's guys. take one more one more clue before we guess. Then. Okay, next clue. Okay. He played for the Twins from 2004 to 2010. So he did debut with the Twins then. I've well got a guess. Pitcher. Do, right. it. Uh, do, I it. do it. You, yeah. you have two Matt left. Guerrer. Incorrect. That's ah. I don't, I don't have a guess yet. Give, okay. me, give me one more. <laughs> we'll you save you only have one left, so Kevin only has one left. All right. He was good for 11.4 career war, 440 career strikeouts, and a career ERA of 3.05. So he was all right. He did fine. Hmm. Is he still playing? No, he can't be. He's 42 right now. Our last one, we, I said he played from 2004 to 2010. Well, he well, said I mean, he played I mean, for the Twins. He could be playing with that. somebody else. That's correct. Good point. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Did he play for anybody else? Uh, I'm guessing he didn't. I think Madison just let that slip, that he only uh, played. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> in 2005, he placed eighth in Rookie of the Year voting. Okay. So he okay. came back and played a, a rookie. He, he debuted in 2004, but he didn't exhaust his rookie eligibility. So now I got to dredge up that 2005 team. So we're talking, uh, that's Morneau, Kadair, Maurer. Who were the pitchers on that back then? Well, Johan Santana was at the front. Rad yeah. Key would have still been there, right? Would you like the next clue? Yeah, one more yes. clue, one more yeah. clue, yeah. I got a few more, so. Mike Pelfrey, the closest right? similar pitcher to this random Minnesota Twin of the Week on Baseball Reference is former Minnesota Twin, Pat Neshek. Oh, so is he a pitching style or the closest similar pitcher to this guy is former Twins pitcher Pat Nisha. And and it's not Pat Nisha. It's not Pat. (laughs) But you know how they compare players. Leave it to Madison to leave Pat Nisha. I'm going to give you a hint that that is the answer. That's not not the answer. Jeez. I mean, he's got to be a relief pitcher. Glenn pitched longer and he's not from Canada. Um, I have no idea. I'm, did you, got, who'd you say? Who'd you just say? Glenn Perkins. He pitched yeah. longer than that. He debuted in 2004. Yeah, that's though. right. Yeah, yeah. Clint we got Perkins a couple more. Them. So you each have one more guess, okay? I, I'm going to guess Mike Wait. Pelfrey. 
No, I mean like save a guess. That, save I'm a guess. saving one, but oh, I'm going to okay. guess Mike Belfry. Okay. That's incorrect. All right. All right. All right. He played only in the AL Central his entire career, but with two teams. Oh, so he didn't only. Okay, he, he, he misdirected us with well, this. Well, tell us who else he played for and how long and all that. Give us something. On December ten, on December twentieth, twenty ten, he signed a three year deal with the Chicago White Sox. The White Sox. Did AJ Persinski debut as a pitcher? No. Oh, okay. I was going to say. Nice try. That uh, is my final guess, by the way. That's okay. <laughs> I have one more clue if you guys want to hear. Okay, so let's ask a few questions. Yeah. He was a relief pitcher? Was he a relief pitcher? He was a relief pitcher. Okay. Relief pitcher. Like a middle innings reliever? Yes. Oh, you're killing me. Those are the most obscure guys on the team. I wanted to start it off with some. I mean, (laughs) I knew this guy. I figured someone would know him. Okay. Uh, uh, Text in 35270. Does anyone have this? Was he a submarine pitcher? Uh, no. Okay. Three, five, two, seven, zero. If Nishak, you know this, text yeah. in. <laughs> I love last, last clue, all right. Uh, in 2006, he came into the World Baseball Classic for Team Canada, and he, he had a save in the ninth inning, and they beat South Africa 11-8. to eight. Canadian pitcher. Hmm. 2006 World Baseball Classic came in to save a game for them for Canada against South Africa. So he was a decent pitcher. He wasn't like a random middle reliever. I guess he accumulated. I'm just trying to even more. remember our relievers from that time period. I'm all I'm thinking of is like you know Joe Nathan, Pat Neshek, and Glenn Perkins. I can't think of anybody else. Well, that, that's why I said Matt Guerrero. He's all I could think of. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you guys, jeez. <laughs> I, I I honestly thought this would be an easy one. Now for you guys. now you know what it's like when I asked you guys a quiz that's question true, with somebody true. that was born or that somebody that played before 2010. No, but like I picked <laughs> one that I think will would be in his wheelhouse and also uh, yours. But I guess I didn't know. Boy, and I was diehard watching games those years because we were yeah. so good in that, that decade. Your random Minnesota twin of the week, one Jesse Crane. Oh, oh Jesse Crane! Oh my gosh. I didn't think that he was. I thought that he was a little younger. I, I would have guessed that he didn't debut until after like Perk and them. Jesse it Crane. would have taken me thirty years <laughs> of guesses nonstop to get Jesse Crane. I like I re- Jesse. I Crane did too. A lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was a solid guy. He was. Right? Yeah. So I thought that was like a good one because I knew him when I was a kid. I was thinking Will would know him because when he was getting, I thought, and I figured you would have been watching the game too. Jesse Crane. <laughs> I like it. That's Jesse good. Crane. I like your thinking. It makes sense. It right? Makes sense. Yeah. I yeah. thought that would be a good first one. Okay. Not next so week easy. on Who's the Twin of the Week, he wore Nikes for part of the season and then switched to Adidas for the second half of the season. He oh, was oh. traded to the Twins and then played one game in, the, yeah. in 1932. Someone, <laughs> someone did text in incorrectly. Uh, Juan Rincon. Oh, that's a good that's guess. That's a good guess. That is a good guess. Yeah. Yeah. So I think this was fun, wasn't it, you guys? It, it was fun, yeah. but wow. Jesse Crane, for a, a quiz question on any format, at any time, <laughs> stuns me. Watch out next week. Who knows? What? Maybe I'll make it yeah. a little more recent. He was the guys. bad boy, boy from 82 to 84, <laughs> that's why I think but it's couldn't fun. do it on Wednesdays because he had, he had class. <laughs> that's, what, that's why I think it's fun, you guys. It's Larry Fitzgerald. That's, uh, Larry, Fitzgerald. <laughs> Larry Fitzgerald, there you go. Um, but, yeah, an exciting week. Coming up, uh, you guys, uh, Twins got a got a. We've got a, a lot of home games left Pirates. this month. Yep, Pirates They're almost all exclusively home in August, except for we play Milwaukee next week at Milwaukee. Two game series, but we have the Pirates uh, Friday through Sunday, then two in Milwaukee, then four against the Rangers, and three against uh, Cleveland. Big so games at the end of the big month. games against Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so at- coming up. 
why don't you – we got a big game tomorrow night too. Huge game tomorrow Tomorrow night. You're going to want to tune in. Uh, as everyone knows in the Fargo area, uh, the Fargo um, 12U All-Stars are representing us at the Little League World Series. Their first game is tomorrow night at 6 p.m. You can hear that exclusively on our sister station, uh, 101.9 Jack FM. So if you want to take that, take that game in. Uh, well, you know, it's their first time ever from North Dakota, a team from North Dakota representing the Little League World Series. And, I mean, uh, what about you, Will? Do you think you remember watching the Little League World Series? Some people who are in the MLB who are very successful right now played in those games. I remember seeing Bryce Harper, and they talked about him, and they're like, this guy is going to be good one day, and then he was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he was, exactly. <laughs> um, also, uh, you know, coming up, cheer on those twins. Hopefully we'll get through a good good series here with the Pirates. And then uh, next week, hoping for the best, right, you guys? Um, next week, I'll make sure uh, I'll make sure I have a better um, random <laughs> Minnesota Twin of the Week. Someone is texting in on the KFGO Text Club. Someone says Jesse Crane for president. All right, <laughs> I would well, vote for him. That. I would vote We're for Jesse for Crane. Jesse Crane, twenty twenty four, I guess. So, <laughs> the, other than um, that, what what else you guys got? The Pirates. Oh, I didn't realize they were that bad. They're fifty four and sixty seven. Oh, yeah. Those are the teams that make me yeah. nervous. Those are the teams that you got to beat up on. At least we don't have to see any more like uh, Tigers or Royals the rest of the season, I suppose. Right? Yeah. <laughs> at, at least this is the home run porch on the mighty seven ninety and one hundred four point seven KFGO. We'll be back next Thursday with some more baseball for you. Damn the